Hello, this is episode 240 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Riley. This episode is on the balance of masculine and feminine energy. I hope I'm well enough to record a long podcast, but I really want to record this podcast in the new moon. And I know many people who are going through a huge cycle right now, so this is timely. Again, I'm going to mark it as the explicit content because of the topics I'm going to discuss. And I'd like to gender freedom people to bear with me, as it may seem as if I want to use all the wrong labels here, but stay open for a moment. I've wanted to record this podcast now for at least two years. I've done a huge amount of reading and sifting through what I can honestly put as the shite out there, and studying people's desperation around this topic more than anything. The ungroundedness of it, which is ironic, um, as I'll start to explain. And it's a combination of not really understanding the differences between desires and practicalities. And there's an over-sexualization of it as well. It's a topic that works in the shadows. It's hugely unconditional. And yet, humanity always wants to apply needs and conditions to it, to have it to fit into a mould. This is what I see most as I start to look at all of the material out there. Many people also want to make it exclusive and make it about romantic relationships, when in fact, all relationships have the ability to follow the dynamics in a healthy way. It's your needs that get in the way. And in many ways, this is a follow-on from the idea of seeking joy from our partners and the ability to extend that to everybody. It's also humanity's need for people to not grow and change and the inability of people to grow with you. And I've experienced this greatly in the last three years with my writing. And I experience it In fact, I've experienced it at all stages of my life because I very seldom stay still or stay in the one cycle for very long. I'm constantly obsessed with development and growth. And it took me a long time to find the people in my life who were capable of matching that and capable of doing the dance that I'm going to explain. It's like a dance of energy. And the acceptance that people do change over time and that you're supposed to. I often share this cartoon where there's a caterpillar sitting across the table from a butterfly. And the caterpillar says to him, you've changed. And the butterfly replies, we're supposed to. And we don't see that humans go through the same metamorphosis on a continual basis. And that we're supposed to. We've lost that element of ourselves. And I also want to be very conscious of the gender freedom conversation here. And in fact, I find most spiritual readers in particular who try to read the energy dynamics of this fail miserably in this topic. And some of this is down to us needing to separate out three things and society seldom manages to do this. And I have written about this in one of my books last year. And it's the concept of gender being the sex of our anatomy, the roles of the masculine and feminine, 
which in fact gender freedom people prefer to talk about this as men and women and then add distinctions of the journey here to show that this may differ from the anatomy that they were born with. And balance, which we need to talk about in terms of feminine and masculine. And we need to realise that both of these are contained within us, regardless of roles in society, which is part of the challenge at the moment that I think in gender freedom conversations, we don't manage to reach this aspect of balance and we don't manage to recognise as a society that we all contain both elements and that we need both elements. We also may get criticised for this, but I think it's a huge factor within relationships between gay women not evolving because often society applies roles rather than balance of these two aspects of ourselves. And I know very few relationships between women where they try to balance these out rather than become one role or the other to counteract their partner. And there are bigger aspects as well. As I'm writing a book at the moment about women in society, and I see what I wrote already at least a year ago, that in order for women to be viewed as successful in society, they are embracing masculine energy too much and that it comes at a cost. But this is to mimic society's view that men in feminine energy are seen as sissy, weak, unsuccessful, and gay is an insult. And unfortunately, there is data to show that heterosexual women still value more masculine traits in men. So they are seeking balance outside of themselves rather than within themselves and as a partnership. Which is possibly why, now over a year into the pandemic, we would suddenly like men to have a new role in the family, but you valued the opposite while seeking a reproductive partner. So this topic is huge. It's the current fabric for every lack in relationship from support to growth to even domestic violence. It's the biggest gap between generations on our planet, as younger generations are seeking something new in terms of identity, but even they aren't seeking balance. And there's a podcast brewing in me as well about Generation Z and their fear of intimacy and their disconnect as a result. What I'm about to describe below is the ultimate form of intimacy without physical intimacy, but it requires trust, which is massive, and it requires continual openings. And the only women I see seeking out this topic are Generation X and beyond. The boomers are the generation that most get it, and some millennials, but they're closer to the Generation X age. So that's a big chasm in our worldview of relationships, partnerships, gender roles, and identity. And it's as if the people who are seeking balance are not the ones who are refusing roles. And there's a huge contradiction in our society as a whole for that. So let me try and sum up what I mean about these magical connections. And I do see them as connections, not just relationships, because they don't always have to be sexual. You meet someone who has the potential to open up aspects of yourself. They will usually arrive into your life more open and more intense than you are. And that will challenge you in some way to match 
where they've met you from. That person will step back slightly as you heal and explore those aspects of yourself. You will then mirror this back to them because you will reach a new place and you will possibly come back with something to them which challenges their perception and their view of themselves and how they've been functioning. And this cycle continues. Most of all, you have to accept that you're in different places starting off, that you both have strengths and weaknesses to balance, aspects to heal, aspects that you will open up that you will have never seen in yourself before, or your reaction to certain ideas or feelings or emotions or connections or just intensity. You may end up in a relationship in a sexual sense of wholeness, or you may not. You may both move to a new dynamic which starts the whole process again with somebody else. I do this over and over with people. I never end up in a relationship in the sense of how society would view it. It's the ultimate form of developing another human for their true worth and purpose. Everyone focuses on the being together part and that's not really what the purpose is. Though it is possible and I live in hope like everyone else of having a match who wants to continually grow in tandem and this style of balance. It's not give and take because there's a mutual growth at all times. No matter who is opening, both are changing. No matter who is challenged, both are changing. There is always a mirroring aspect. And I do continue really deep connections with people long term who continue to grow regardless of society's narrow parameters that we apply to human interactions. If you treated every person who crossed your path as a potential growth connection rather than some sort of shag buddy, how different would the world look? If you did this work with someone before having a child, how different would your partnership be? And how much more supported would your whole relationship be? Would the birth mother be carrying it all? Would they even be raising the child? Would we see the sort of imbalance that we see in most relationships? You will notice that gender, roles, and sexuality have all become irrelevant in the world of balance. Everyone contains masculine and feminine elements. We need both for success and secureness in the world. We need nurturing and drive equally within us. And we need to react in different ways, in different moments, and in different periods of our lives to achieve in different ways. And to interact with people on a really deep level around us. We have many functions towards every person who crosses our path.